We all get the same 24 hours in a day, and yet some people are able to achieve so much, whilst others seem to be constantly running out of time. Why is that? If you want to know the secrets of achieving so much more out of your 24-hour day, how you can be more productive, more efficient, and produce more content, well, this is the show for you. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. Thank you for joining in. My name is Liron Segev. I am a tech blogger, a YouTuber, just like you, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, where we want to help you achieve more, get more subscribers, more views to your channel, and level up. And there's one way of doing that, and that is with being consistent with your content. And in order to be consistent, you need to know how to budget your time accordingly. So in order to help us, we've got the world expert, Mike Vardy is here. He is the founder of Productivitist, the author of several books on this exact topic. He's a keynote speaker. And if anyone's going to be able to help us, it's Mike. Mike, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. All right. So let's, let's, let's get right down into it since time is of the essence. I'm going to make lots of punny jokes like that. <laughs> uh, I see this often on Twitter and I see this often on Instagram and I see this often on social media of the various kinds of people are just saying, I just cannot get to that. I just don't have enough time. I just am, I'm just not able to make it. How are you producing so much content when I can't even do one? What's going on here? Well, I think the biggest thing is that people need to understand that uh, there, you, you threw a, a quote in there earlier about like time is the element that we all can, you know, have the same amount of. Um, there's a quote by Lao Tzu saying, uh, you know, time is a man-made construct. Saying I don't have time is like saying I don't want to. Well, that's what it is. So really, I mean, the term time management and productivity gets thrown around a lot. But I, I'm a guy that says, you know, productivity is about intention plus attention. What's your intention? It's to make YouTube videos. How are you going to pay attention to that? Because uh, intention to make YouTube videos without a way to pay attention to them means they're, they're, you're not going to get them done. But what we tend to do is we tend to pay attention to things that we have no intention of paying attention to, like looking at everybody else's content and going, how are they able to do it? I don't understand. What it so we have to, like they're, just like with making a film, you, you're, there's the pre-production phase, there's the production phase, and there's the post-production phase. We tend to focus so much on that production phase that we don't think too much about the pre and the post, which are much longer. So th this just doesn't apply to films. It applies to so much of the things we work on. If you're working on a project, breaking a project down to its smallest particles, right? Like, so for example, if you're watching a video by someone who I like watching is Amy Landino, right? Like she makes some great videos, especially about productivity. She breaks the, her projects down into their smallest particles. So not just shoot video, that's huge. That sounds massive. But what if you were to say, do keyword research for, uh, you know, uh, early morning routines. That's mm. something that's smaller that you can do. So it's all about framing. I think that's the biggest thing. It's all about framing your time in a way that, that makes it more doable as opposed to just looking at the finished product and going, there's no way I can do that. How are they doing it? I don't understand. So, so we're essentially spending so much of our time, our precious time, looking externally and saying, why are they able to and try and dissect how they're able to do it to do that maybe almost reverse engineer their process but instead what we should be doing is spending more time on ourselves and saying how do i get better how do i make more how do i squeeze more out of my time 
rather than kind of 100% external. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing is, is that you got to remember that, you know, while we all have the same 24 hours in a day, we all have different lives. We all have right, different right. energy levels. We have all different, I mean, I have two, uh, there, you know, I mean, I used to compare myself a lot to like Michael Hyatt, who's a really health, well-known productivity. Uh, and, and we've had many conversations and he's a great guy, but I just like, I wish I could do more stuff like Michael Hyatt did. But Michael Hyatt was the CEO of the largest Christian, uh, North American Christian publisher and started way ahead of me, who was a guy that was, when the last job I had was working as a, uh, at a nonprofit uh, film festival. So, I mean, for me to compare, and plus my kids are young, his kids are grown. They're, you know, so you can't, when you look at what people, their lives are like, what you can do, and it's kind of like that Bruce Lee quote of absorb what's useful, discard what isn't, and add your own. That's why when I teach time crafting, which is why I call it time crafting, it's like, it's going to be a craftsperson is constantly trying to get better at it. That's what you have to do with your time. So for me, I could be the guy that says, you know, hey, Friday is my deep work day. Therefore, I don't have meetings on Fridays. If I do have a meeting like we are right now because we're recording this on a Friday, it's an exception to the rule. But I have a framework in place that allows me to do some deep work on Friday. But you might not be able to do that because Friday is a day where you have to have a lot of meetings or, you know, you're on the road or whatever. So it's all about looking internally, like you said, saying, okay, what do I know to be certain in my life? Let's track those and then frame it so that when the uncertain things that I know, don't know enough about, how do I fit those in uh, so that, you know, using those certainties as leverage mm. so that way I can take these uncertain things and fit them in there and being broad enough with those certainties, like to say, Hey, you know, I have a lot of administrative work to do. So let me categorize a period of time. Like I call this time theming. So you could have a day for admin tasks. So you could have a horizontal theme, which is like from nine to 11. I'm going to do admin tasks during that time. And then, Hey, shooting time, maybe you have the ability to shoot every day. Maybe you only have one, like I don't, I don't have the ability to shoot every day because I have two kids. Mondays and Fridays could be school holidays. My wife normally is home on Thursdays. So I have two days that I could shoot, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, right? And same thing with my podcast. So Tuesday is the day I shoot video. Wednesday is the day that I do podcasts. And Monday night, you know what I do? I set up my video for the next day. Tuesday, you know what I do? I make sure that my podcast stuff is set up. That's what you have to do. You, it's, it's all about that pre-stuff so that when you get into the production phase, you're like, it, there's no friction. You're, you don't have to go, what am I going to do today? You say, oh, it's Wednesday. Wednesday's podcast day. Therefore, I'm going to do podcasts. Tuesday, okay. I'm going to do video. That kind of thing. So, so we've got to dig, dig a little bit deeper into this because you've touched on a couple of very critical elements. Um, and we kind of just ran through them. And I yeah. think it's very important. No, no, and I like it because it kind of gives us the frame for the discussion. But I think it's very important for a lot of the creators that, that, that I speak to that are out there. They focus very much on camera, gear, shoot, 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 film, film, film. Then edit, splice together some title description, send it out there, uh, and then hope for the best. And the way I like to kind of teach YouTube is to say, no, never touch your camera until you've done your research. So it's kind of very much dovetails on, on what, what you're saying. Spending some time allocating a task, that that task is just research. Now, your mind doesn't say to you, oh, but I haven't touched my camera yet. It's not camera time yet. You're still in research time. Yep, absolutely. And, and here's another thing to that. So you and I had this conversation actually at VidSummit. Where, where I went and did a channel audit with you and you're like, you need to do this and this. And, that. and it spoke to me completely. 
And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I have to do all of this stuff in advance before I go and grab my nice camera and do all that stuff. But there's a second piece to that. And the second piece is uh, there's a part of your brain that goes, I really want to make YouTube videos now. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And you have to combat against that, those biases that show mm -hmm. up. Like if I don't do YouTube videos now, then no, someone else will beat me to the punch and no, I won't be able to do it. And the create, like if you go in with a better plan, then you're going to get better results. So, you know, there's that adage, uh, you know, um, uh, no planning, great outcome, dumb luck, right? You know? <laughs> like that's often what happens. Like, so, so for me, we went through that and I sat back and I, and, and you've seen my, I mean, I've done a little bit of what you've said, but I have not done a lot of it because I've said, you know what? I have a monthly, th I have these things called monthly themes. So those get my overarching focuses. And I said, I need to figure out where this fits in my overarching plan for right. the next 12 months. Right. So I need to be okay with the fact that I'm not going to be able to leverage all of that info until let's say September. And you find the certainties. Like I know that Vid Summit takes place in October. Maybe that's the month I focus on video because I'm going to be in it. In right. It. Maybe with podcasting, if we're on a podcast right now, podcast movement happens in August. Maybe that's the month where you're already going to be dedicating a week to going to the event. So, you, you know, you're immersed in it, get in it. So for me, I think that's important too. We tend to live in this, this world where it's now, 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 fast, 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 go, go, go. But slow and steady wins the race. Right. You know? So I, that to me, I think is, is the important piece that people need to understand. Sure, you have to do all of the, like you have to do your research, do all that stuff. You can do all of that in the background. And then when you're like, okay, now it's time for the focus to be on YouTube, whether that's a monthly theme, whether that's a weekly, like every third week you look at that. But it's, it's all about framing it so that it makes sense in your life as a whole, oh. not just your professional life. Because, you know, when you see a lot of these YouTubers out there that are going 20, seem to be going 24-7, you know that Gary Vee has a team doing this stuff. You know that Amy Landino's got a, I mean, she's not editing her own stuff. So you've got to think about it in that context. You've got to take a step back so that you can move forward in the right direction. Less ready, fire, aim. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's more, more of being more intentional with kind of what the outcome is supposed to be. Right. Now, you, you've mentioned the word time theming a couple of times. Okay, so let, let's, let's, break down, let's break down what that means because there's a vertical component, there's a horizontal component, there's a weekly, a monthly, and, and you've spoken a lot about these high-level um, options. What should I be doing? In other words, and how should I be splicing up my time to try to get the most out of my month? Okay, so the first thing I would ask is, uh, when, when do, you, do you have kids? You have kids? Yes. When do. Do they go, when do they start school? So my kids are out of school in, June, in July and August, but a lot of yeah. American schools are June, July. And they go so back. It, it, it will be June, July, and a little bit of August. Okay. That's the, that's so, we the already, so we already know that June and July would be really terrible months for you to focus on YouTube, right? We already know that, right? Like, okay. well, you say you know that, but until you said it like that, it doesn't really click. Right, right. But when you think about it in that perspective, it's like, well, yeah, why the, I should be focused when they're at home on that. Now, so this is for me, I start my year in September for that reason and that reason alone. So you mentioned like, February's Valentine's, March is, why? Why does that have to be the bellwether moment for you? What does, the trigger moment should be maybe what's your birthday? You know, is your birthday a month where you want to focus on renewal rather than January? I don't believe in New Year's resolutions because I think it's impossible to sustain most things for 365 days. 
you know, especially big things. I'd rather you break it down into monthly themes. So let's talk about that. So we know in June and June and July, and even part of August, that your kids are going to be home. So there's going to be travel, there's gonna be all that stuff. So we already know that those two months, you probably won't theme at all. Or if you do, they'll be based on like family stuff. But let's look at August. Now, the kids go back in August. So maybe August would be a good month for planning. Now, I'm not just talking planning YouTube. I'm talking like planning, planning. Like I plan every August. So my August is like, I'm going to plan my pro. I, I set up my whole year. You know, mm. I plan like, what are the YouTube videos? In fact, I don't have the book in front of me, but I actually wrote down all, uh, I went through all my blog posts and said, which ones do I want to turn into little films? Ones that I know that Liron would be like, no, those aren't going to go very well. I'm like, hold on, I'm going to have the really good keyword ones. But for me, I also need to make art. And I'm okay with making art that takes time to grow versus, but I also know as a business person that I need to have the how-to and all that stuff. So let's say August, I would say August might be a good month for you to plan because you only get two weeks really to do it. And it's, it's a focus for you. That doesn't mean you only plan during that month, by the way. You might do... By the by keyword research would fall into that. You know, right. a whole bunch of things would fall in. Then September, your kids are back at school. You've had the whole summer off. Maybe that's the month where you do like big shoots, like big shoots for that month. So not me, it could be one project. Like let's say you're filming a course or let's say you're filming a series for YouTube. Hey, it's series month. I'm going to focus on series this month. And then you look at the rest of the year, October, October's fall. There's probably not much going on. September, we look at things like Christmas. December, probably not a good time to focus on actually making stuff, but promoting it. People Mm. are out of school. Good time to to focus on your marketing. January, refresh, renew. Hey, I've just gone through like four months of just creating and marketing. I need a month to just refresh and renew. February, maybe you make it another research month. Like I'm going to focus on research. March, kids are out of school for part of, maybe it's February for you, but for me, it's March. Kids are out of school for another two weeks. What are we going to, I'm going to focus on relationships that month, not just relationships for YouTube, but maybe relationships with family relationships. Overall, I'm going to build relationships. We talked about October being vid summit. Hey, I'm going to focus on outreach in October. So because I'm going to go to this. So you start to put all these pieces together. And by the way, we're already now in March. We've only got two more months to look at April and May, right? So all of a sudden you're looking at this and by the way, you don't need to theme every single month. You don't need to theme every single day. You don't need to theme every block of time. In fact, I'm totally against that because you know what happens when you do that? It's you go all in and then everything kind of falls apart piece by piece. Pick one day to theme. If you know that Tuesday is the best day for you to shoot video because nobody's home, then just theme that day. That's it. Don't worry about the other days right now. Watch how that works and then go, you know what? I need another day for shooting. Let me look at, oh, maybe you know what? I can't do a full day, but maybe Wednesday and Friday mornings would be good too because look how well it's working for Tuesday. So it's about, first off, being patient. And we heard this actually, it's funny, at VidSummit. What drives me nuts is I hear all about showing up every day, be consistent, and be patient. (laughs) Be patient. And patience is applicable across so many things, including this. So even though you might want to build that massive series on how to, you know, how to, how to build a, a YouTube channel, you might go, you know, I'm not like, I can't give it the time and attention it deserves until October. It'll keep, it'll keep. Cause if you do it well, it will stick. And then you can focus on making something really well, really? as opposed to making something really fast that you'll have to go back and course correct later. So does that, does that kind of yeah. help? 
I can kind of look at a year at a scale and say, you know what, let's just write off the write off kind of in inverted commas these couple of months because I j- I'm I'm just not going to beat myself up about being productive. I'm traveling with my family. Just it, it is what it is. Yep. So why beat myself up about it? Just it's, call them maintenance months. Maintenance. That's it. That's your theme. You, maintenance done. And, and you do stuff. You do your admin. You do your taxes. You do everything that's remotely exciting. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's kind of at a macro level. But now you're also saying that hold on, the same kind of rules could we apply them on a micro level on maybe a weekly schedule as well. Yes. So. I know that my weekends are not great for filming because I've got the kids around, but as soon as they hit school on a Monday morning, I know that Mondays are meeting days, um, Tuesdays are recording days, Wednesday are editing days, and, I'm, and I can break up my week that way. Is that, is that a good practice? Absolutely. And here's the thing is that you know Monday's your meeting day because you have a lot of meetings, so it shouldn't – that you already know that, so just own it. Define it. Like right. when people say, one of the things that I, I like to break biases when it comes to this stuff, because a lot of people, oh, there's no way I could theme my day. What are you talking about? There's no way. My days are too dynamic. And then I'll say, hey, when do you do your laundry? Like, what? They, that breaks a pattern. They're like, I don't know, I, uh, weekends? Like what? Like, do you go to church? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so probably not Sundays too much, right? But maybe Saturdays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, well, when do you go grocery shopping? Well, you know, mostly Saturdays, weekends. When do you do, the, do, you, have to, do you have a lawn demo? Yeah, yeah. When do you do that? Ah, Saturday. So what you're saying is Saturday is like kind of like your home day, right? Like your household day? Yeah. Oh, I'm like, yeah, you're already doing it. Just own it. Just, just own it. And then, and then here's what happens is the tasks will gravitate there. So if you have meeting Monday, mm-hmm for alliteration too. You mm-hmm. could you could say, hey, not only do I have meetings on Mondays, I set meetings on Mondays, I prepare for meetings on Mondays, I develop like everything correlated to meetings happens that recording. Recording doesn't necessarily recording could be I'm going to record a podcast. I'm going to record uh, audio uh, or video. I'm going to record some Instagram TVs that I can put out later. Like that where you're batching. Thursdays, if Thursday like for me, Friday is deep work day. I know I'm doing like things like I'm going to be writing, I'm going to be planning because planning falls into the category of deep work, right? Thursday is my learning day. I'm going to be not only teaching others because they're learning. I'm going to be learning stuff like mm. how to use Notion, how to use LumaFusion for editing. I can tell you every Thursday I get all my tasks and my to-do list apps say, look at you, LumaFusion. <clears throat> look at LumaFusion. Uh, how do you... Uh, free, like I have this Panasonic camera and I don't know how to freeze focus on it. So it constantly good. That went in there, like learn how to, and, and the great thing is when you do it by day, you then, if you don't get that done on that day, you automatically have a better default day for the next time. So if you don't get all your recording done right. on Tuesday, you're not going to go, Oh, I gotta get this tomorrow or the next, no, your default next day would be the Tuesday. And then if something needed to be done outside of that, that's the exception to the rule. It, it's, I call them abstractions because they're not normal. Like if someone, if you had like some amazing news story that came up that you wanted to make sure you got on your YouTube channel, you're like, okay, you know what? This is not, this is out of the ordinary. I would not normally record on a Thursday, but this, this is the abstraction. I'll do that one thing and then everything else can wait till the following Tuesday. So, and again, maybe you want to have more than like recording day, Tuesday and Friday. So there's right. no, there's no like you must have seven different themes and you must do this and you can't have. And when I talk about these horizontal themes, which are things you might want to do every day, those override the daily theme. So if you're doing maintenance work, like admin stuff, and then on Tuesdays, your video, like shooting day, 
when nine o'clock hits on shooting day, all of a sudden it's, oh, it's time for me to do my maintenance stuff. For that hour, you shift to maintenance. When maintenance is done, guess what you do? You go back to your shooting. So you're not waking up first thing in the morning going, what am I going to do today? Which is the most dangerous question you can ask yourself. (laughs) What day is it? Oh, it's Tuesday. What's Tuesday mean? Tuesday is my shooting day. Great. Let me do all the shooting tasks I need to do. Okay, so the question that I have for you is, you said kind of your Thursday is your maintenance day or your kind of your research day for LumaFusion. What happens if you get stuck on something on your shooting day and now you need to look something up? Do you then wait until your filming day, until your maintenance day? Or do you break that pattern and say, well, I really need to understand this, so I'm going to have to spend two, three hours before I can move on? Because you can have some roadblocks, right? Yeah, you can. And so like, for example, like I've got the learn Luma fusion and in, I use a task app called Todoist. So I have a, I, the way I'm able to track my themes and I also call this mode based work as well. Cause you can go even further down micro levels, which is like, what's my energy level? Like how, how many minutes do I have? So you can get even further down into the weeds, but so let's say that uh, I need, I, I'm learning LumaFusion and I want to put like a better title screen over top of it, like overlay titles. And I don't know how to do that. I do have that task that says learn LumaFusion and it says it's available for me both on Tuesday, which is my video day uh-huh. and on Thursday. So it fits both because LumaFusion is a video app, but I also want to do it. So that's how you would cover your bases there, right? Now, if you wanted to do research every day, then what I would recommend you do is have like a research horizontal theme or a learning horizontal theme rather than a day dedicated yeah, to it. Because then you could say, okay, well, th- then, then you're not waiting until the next week that it rolls around. Again, this is very, I always say that productivity isn't, uh, business isn't always personal, but productivity is. So it's going to be like very subjective. For me, I have like, I have to write every day. So I, ne- I used to have a writing day. And then what would happen is I'm like, oh, well, I'm done writing now. And uh, uh oh, I have something I want to write. What do I do? I'm like, this isn't working for me. So I just created this making block from, and I did it in the evening because that's when I'm better as a maker. But making is writing, video, audio. And by the way, on video day, which is I call looking day now, which is encompasses a bit more. Now I'm looking into things. I'm making things people look at. I'm doing more. So I, I broadened it a bit because I was running out of things to do. That's the other thing you got to do with theming is if you said that it's like YouTube day, what if you run out of things to do on YouTube? Then you're back to the same thing. Well, now what do I do? Well, now brain, what I do? Yeah. yeah, your brain goes, well, I don't know. Let's go watch Netflix. <laughs> like, but if you, if you broaden it to like video day, that might be broader, right? Or if you go to looking day, well, that's even broader. You don't want to do things like work day. Yeah, right. yeah. Or, or free day. The one thing is, well, should I have a free day? I'm like, no, you shouldn't have a free day unless you have a way to look at all the things you would do when you were free. I go, because free day basically... Imp- Actually, frameworks foster freedom. So if you put free there, then what happens is, is your brain goes, well, I'm free to do what I want. <laughs> you don't want that. You want your brain to go, oh, it's, it's shallow work day. Let me look at all the things that, are, that don't take any energy, these shallow, like you talked about with the weekends, right? Like maybe right. Sunday is your shallow work day. So you look at things like, I got to change a light bulb. I've got to, you know, I've got to uh, fill up my buffer queue for Twitter. I've got to, I've got to go in and update my descript, my about page on YouTube, like whatever that has to be. But for me, I can tell you right now, you and me, our shallow work is going to be very different. If right. you say, Mike, I need you to go update your, your, uh, I need you to create a template for your, um, your, uh, descriptions for your videos. I would go, Oh man, that's going to take some time. I don't know how to do that. You'd go, I can do that in my sleep. Right. That's shallow work. You know what needs to go in that. I don't. 
I'd have to look into it. I'd have to figure out, does this make sense? Let me look at my, what other people are doing. So all of a sudden for me, that's deep work or that's learning or it's, it's looking. So I have three options. It's better to have less, it's better to have, I call this a Goldilocks factor. You know, the idea of too hard, too soft, just right. You got to get the just right. And it doesn't, it doesn't happen. I mean, Goldilocks just didn't walk into the house, go up, oh, everything's great. <laughs> you have to go through three different things, three different times to get to her just right. You're going to have to do the same thing with this. And again, going to the original opening point, which is stop comparing yourself to everybody else because someone might turn something out. I could write a blog post in 25 minutes for somebody else is going to take three days yeah. because they're just not a writer. So yep. doing, doing, just because the task is labeled the same blog post doesn't mean that the amount of work going into it is going to be the same across two different people just uh, as that. Right. And, and blogging is different than writing a book. So right. there, there, again, you could go, go even de- like social media writing. Like I can right. write an Instagram post like that, okay. now, I, but it took me a while, but a blog post takes longer. And a bo- writing for a book is even longer because you're interweaving threads. So, you know, when I say I have a writing time, that's why I went with making. Cause what if, and that's the other thing. What if I don't feel like writing? What if it's just not there? Yeah, I got to make exactly. something. Right. right? So, so you have to craft. That's why I call this time crafting because it's got to be personalized. You don't have to do it all. And that's the one of the things that happens with productivity practices is that you feel like if you're not doing it all, that you're not doing it right. You're screwing up. You can't screw up time crafting. You can't. If you, the only way you can screw it up is if you just don't do it, if you don't even give it a try. And, and the way you have to try is the biggest piece, and we've talked about this, is the mindset, is breaking that bias of everything's urgent and nothing's important right. and I need to do this tomorrow. No, break those biases and start small and then you can build, just like, like building a YouTube channel. <laughs> right. Just okay. like building a YouTube channel. How do I prevent almost scope creep? In other words, I said I'm going to film one video today, but I wake up the next morning and either I'm feeling inspired or I'm feeling like that I really need to get this content out. How do I stop myself and should I stop myself and wait for my day that I've allocated to filming? So that's where horizontal themes come in. Because if, if, because I'm a writer, you're a creator, you need to have, you need to fill that cup daily. Like there, so you're basically safeguarding it against that. So that's why horizontal themes override daily themes. Because if I wake up first thing in the morning, I'm like, you know what I need? I need to create, like, I need to write this post. I need to make this video. If you said, Hey, from seven to nine, I'm doing my, uh, and you could call it what, that's the other thing is you have to make the word resonate with you. So if it's called like, triage or creative mode or whatever like for you it might be triage because like okay i need to see what's come up and what content i can create based on uh new new phones new devices daily news you're like i got it so you could call it like daily news mode or daily news creative mode or whatever you want to call it and you block out that horizontal thing because it's like working out right think about it from this way if you want to work out and get a better shape if you only do it once a week, you're going to see those results only, they're going to, they're going to take longer. If that's all you care about, then that's fine. Like right. you talked about the monthly videos. But if you're like, that can't wait, then you need to block off that time. The problem is, is if you do it for every block of time, because you don't want your calendar to be so overwhelming when you look at it that your brain goes, oh, well, I can't do all this. This is a crazy, you look at that calendar and you're like, it's a crazy, stupid day. Like I can't do it, which is why the daily theme is important. Because if you said from nine to 11 is creative time, 11 o'clock comes and maybe you've got an alarm that stops you or whatever, but then 11, it says, Hey, what's today's daily theme? You look at that on your calendar and it's now whatever admin day. You're like, okay, 
time to pause on this. I know I'm going to get to come back to it tomorrow. Or maybe you have a second block of creative time later in the day. Right, right. And you get onto the other stuff. Like the, so what I'll often suggest with people is your core, when, when they're trying to pick up their daily themes, I ask them what their core aspects of their daily lives are, not just work. Because you alluded to this earlier, you've got a nine to five job. When you get home, you want that transition to be seamless. So if Monday is meeting Monday for you at work and then you get home, maybe Monday night is the night that you call someone that you've been meaning to call because a phone call is a form of meeting or you have your family meeting or you hop online and have a meeting with a mastermind group or something like that. Mm -hmm. You want to make that as seamless as possible. And then, so the, so what'll happen is you'll look at all your core elements of your daily life and your work, especially in this case. And you would say, okay, what are the things that can't wait more than a day? Okay. That's a horizontal. And what fits into that category? Now, if it's just writing, you call it writing. But if it's more, then you might want to call it making or creating, mm-hmm. right? If it's and, and here's the thing. If it doesn't need to be done daily, but it can't wait a week, maybe that's where you say, hey, I need a theme on Wednesday and Friday for this. So it's, again, it's about feeling your way through it. And, and often what happens is, I can tell you, I've, I've got seven completely different daily themes now. I have had for a while. And I have four horizontal themes that are each and a half. One's a half hour my maintenance time, which is in the morning because I suck at creating in the morning. <laughs> then I have movement mode time, which is from two to three, which is just before I have to go pick up my son from school. That's when I do some form of exercise. Any form doesn't matter from three to four. When he's home, all he wants to do is just chill. That's my musing mode time. So that's when I'm reading. I am maybe making notes for things. So four o'clock on it's whatever the daily theme is until 10 o'clock at 11 o'clock at night. From 11 to 1, that's my making time because I'm a night owl. And that's when I hit my stride. And that's it. So I can look at my day and go, I know there's four horizontal themes and one daily theme. And yes, the monthly theme. So when I look at my daily theme and I'm like, it's deep work day. Well, what sort of deep work should I do? I don't know. What's the monthly theme? Oh, the monthly theme is your new book. Great. So I need to look at all the deep work that's related to that monthly theme, which is my new book, which is in a project. Let me look at that. Oh, Mike, I'm sick today. Okay. Can I do any deep work today? Yes, I can. Okay, let me look at all the deep work that will take me five minutes or less or that has low energy that's related to that. So all of a sudden, I'm, I'm giving my brain clues because otherwise it's going to go, I'm, you know, it's Friday. What do I do? Right. I just sit here like this and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like yeah, I said, I it's, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. How, how does one go about kind of almost understanding your own routine, understanding what's going to work for you? Are there steps to kind of that, that we should start broad and then narrow it down as we go along? Well, how would you suggest someone is just listening to us now and going, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Here's a blank piece of paper. Now what? Okay. So the first question you have to ask yourself is, are you just trying to get through today? Or are you trying to make a plan for beyond today? That's the question I always ask people when they're doing this. If they say, I'm just trying to get through today, then we start with daily themes for sure. So then I say, okay, no, what you have to do is write down on a sheet of paper Sunday through Saturday, and then write down the things you know about each of those days of the week that are consistent. The easy way to do that, look at least three weeks ahead of your schedule, because most meetings will have already been, all the anomalies and the abstractions are there, but three weeks, and if there's a holiday, look four weeks, and then go, okay, what do I know? Oh, there's always a meeting on Monday at 10 a.m. Oh, my, my kids are in school every, every week write all those certainties down. 
Okay. That's the first thing you do. And then write down the core elements of your life that make sense and just brainstorm all those and try to group them together. So if it's like research, study, blah, okay, well that's all you can group those together. Writing, blogging, but okay, you group those in writing and then start to figure out what days those make the most sense on. Now, again, you could just start with one of those days. Hey, you know what? Household. I'm just going to start there and see what happens because you're already probably doing it. Right, so let, me, let, me, let me pause you there for a second. So when you're saying look at, look at your kind of look at your day and your week, you're not saying look at your work day. You're not saying look at your kind of um, um, my YouTuber day is. No. You're saying tell me everything, including the time that you have to do the kids run from school, including the time that you're going to allocate to mowing the lawn, including yeah. the time you're going to have to go to do your grocery shop. Those are still elements that you just have to do the ones that you are know that are certain that can't be moved for sure because grocery shopping doesn't necessarily have to stay on a specific day but you definitely can't you definitely know your kids are going to be home on the weekend kind of like do you remember those old logic puzzles yes where where you used to have to say like uh you know mike joe bill and jan the the grocery store and they bought fruit which fruit did they buy based on these clues eventually those puzzles become easier the more you do them it's the same principle so there's, I've got my new book that I'm working on, which I'll, uh, if you want, I can share a link to. And, and, Definitely. and um, it's, uh, it's the big project I'm working on right now. It's going to, because I can only scale so far. And as we've been talking about this, and I hear this every time I'm on a podcast, like, slow down, Mike, there's a lot going on. Yes, there's only, I mean, it, it, it will take time. So um, if you want, you can go to uh, bit.ly slash uh, next big project. And it'll take you to a landing page where you'll get updates and you'll kind of get the resources that you need to walk you through this as well so that you don't feel overwhelmed. Because as, as strange as this sounds, if you're hearing this for the first time, it's like, wow, that sounds overwhelming. It, yes, it is not, it, it is not, it, it's the thing is if you do it piece by piece, it's actually not overwhelming. It's just, you, I'm asking you to change your mindset first, which is overwhelming enough. Yeah, and, and okay, so, so firstly, all the show notes and the links will be in the show notes below. So if you're kind of watching this at a later stage, the links will be there. Just simply click on it. Um, it yeah, it, it is overwhelming because, you, because it is not a construct that we're used to. Um, you know, you mentioned the whole Bob Bill and the, they all went to the shop and bought this kind of fruit. You have to decipher what it is. So I had flashbacks to school days, <laughs> which was those mathematical equations. But if you think about the school day, your day was rigid. Yep. You knew what was happening at eight, whether you liked it or not. You knew what happened was at nine, whether you liked it or not. And if I look at my two kids' schools, they go to different schools. One of them is every day is different. And one of them, every day is exactly the same. It's always second period is always that. Third period is always that. And I'm kind of looking at the two um, worlds. And at the beginning, I thought, well, it's ridiculous that every period is exactly the same every day. But then it gets to a point where you just know where to go. You just know what to do. You're not thinking about those things anymore. And they're kind of leaning off from that. If you look at a lot of the top kind of world, I'm not going to say leaders, but kind of the top people in the industry, they all wear the same pair of pants, the same kind of shirts. It's just one less thing to think about. It's just, it's just what yeah, it is. There's, there's a reason why you hear articles like Warren Buffett eats the same thing for breakfast every single right. day. Yes. Or, 
or uh, the book by Mason Curry called The Daily Rituals. Like people want to know that stuff, but the people that are doing it are the successful people. They're, because they're letting their, I, one of the quotes I throw around is your mind was meant to be a factory, not a warehouse. Hmm. If, you, if, you, if you don't have to think about where you need to be and what you, like the, the theme of what you need to be doing and can focus on the actual details of it, like let the calendar be the directory for your day. Like when you walk into a shopping right. mall, you see all the, where the stores are, let the to-do list be the details. So think about it from that perspective. Mm, hey, nice. I'm going to go shopping at Walmart, right? Or Target or whatever. Well, there's lots of stuff in Target, but my to-do list says I need to go and buy this very particular thing and deal with this. So that's the way I look at it. And so I am a very much a person who looks at the calendar every single day and then looks at the to-do list. But the reason I look at the calendar is just to say, okay, what, I know what the day means. Mm. Do I have any outlying appointments? Okay, great. Let's move on. And that's pretty much it. And then the to-do list offers the details. And be, once you right. do it often enough, they kind of come together in this really nice harmonious way. And then you're, you can think about the things you really need to be applying your, your thoughts to as opposed to, okay, what do I do now? How do I do this? What's going on? Right. Or worrying about the fact that you're not creating as much content as your favorite YouTubers out there because you know what? You will be. Okay, so basically go out and buy yourself a whole bunch of post-it notes in different colors and start using them all over your desk because then you'll start grouping them. The next step is to start grouping things which are similar and then it's going to kind of get your mind to say, oh, hold on, these things which I thought were disparaged, I actually, I can actually knock these out quite quickly and I want to just kind of make those my planning day, my admin day, my whatever day. And it's okay to have multiple of those tasks in one day. You could create in the morning, do nothing in the middle of the day because the kids are home and then create again in the evening. Yep. It's okay to double the- to kind of horizontally themes twice in a day if that's the way that, that you're built. And it's okay, from what I'm hearing from you, it's okay to fail as well and to restructure it so it's better and better and better because I'm sure by year two, this is a lot, sim- lot simpler than year one when you're going from zero to one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I still evolve too. So I think, and, and if you want to save money on stationary and don't want to buy all those post-it <laughs> notes, just so, go to the, go to that link I mentioned and you'll be getting hit tips and hints uh, as you go through this process. Cause time crafting is a journey. It's a pursuit. It's not like that. You will always have to craft your time. You will always have to do it. So you might as well do it in a way that works for you. Mike it has been an absolute pleasure. Now this is the punt myself situation. Uh, so if people want more information, they want to get a hold of you, they want to do to read your book, they want to get your activities. What's the best way? On your marks, gets it, go. So bit.ly slash next big project is going to be the best way for you to get everything. You'll get on you'll get emails, you get updates, and you'll actually. Uh, you know, it's, 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 I'm really excited about this book because it's, this is the book that I've been meaning to write for a long time and it's going to help a lot of people craft their time. So start there. And of course, if you just Google Mike Vardy or productivityist, if you can spell it, you'll find all my social channels that way as well. Fantastic. Mike, thank you very much for your time. Huh? Your time. You see what I did there? Yeah, I see what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it. This has been fun. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidiq.com slash tube talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.